The fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. WFOD starts now. To this thing we call the Dubfod. My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL on the Twitters. Hiya. And guys. Titillated by the titties. <laughs> the king of pranks. The albino alligator. Popcorn bitch. Uh, the Duke of Denim. Jaguar impressive. Mr. Travis Hulse is here, everyone. Hello, Travis. Hello. <laughs> Phone number to contact the show is 636-487-HAND or WFOD show on Skype. Travis, we have one hell of a show for you this evening. Coming up after the break, we are going to be talking to Melissa Schoenfeld. Drunk. Uh, she wrote a book about her life. We're going to talk to her about it. Nice. Uh, Travis, did you see the guy who hijacked the airplane? I've not seen a hijacker for a while, no. Guy hijacked an airplane. Travis, I was excited about it. Uh, this one's less fun, though. Like me right on top of our house. Today, terror in Tupelo, Mississippi. A plane police say was stolen, circled over homes and businesses in the small city. Authorities say the man at the controls, Corey Patterson, said he intended to crash into a Walmart that forced an evacuation in the area. See, so like one of those little little planes with a propeller on it, Travis. A Cessna. And he was a dick about it, like he was like a single prop plane. Yeah, he's, he's like, I'm gonna crash this into a Walmart. Hey, I like his intentions because fuck Walmart and you guys, Rocky and all that. You guys better watch out. But Travis, it, it made me think of our our. You remember Richard Russell, Travis? I loved that guy. Uh, remind me. The guy is that the fellow who taught himself by playing video games? Right, just right. Stole a plane? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he was out there doing loopy loops, Travis. Yep. <laughs> I, I I looked. I just I when I saw this, I started thinking about him. I was looking to see if there was a movie in development. There's not. Of course not. Travis, they could make that movie. It would be great. Like they don't have to make him the hero. They could just like make the air traffic control guys the heroes. Well, they made that bulldozer guy movie. Was that I mean, a documentary? It was a documentary. Travis, I, I found more stuff about Richard Russell, the, the guy who uh, hijacked the plane. They have the video of, of how he did it. Is and he in the is he in the prison? No, he 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 killed himself, Travis. Oh, okay. Probably why they haven't made the movie yet, because you know he killed himself. Well, make the Hollywood ending where he doesn't kill himself. Didn't hurt anybody though. Just went and crashed it on an island somewhere, just for fucks. Just wanted to drive a plane. 
We have a major, major event happening in studio right now. They are part of the multi-platinum Grammy. No, that's the wrong clip. Yeah, label you that, bro. <laughs> Some Grammy award-winning band uh, wrote a song about him. No, this is it. That's Russell on the left side of your screen in the tow vehicle. He's got complete control over the aircraft. You can see him release the plane from the vehicle, and the plane starts rolling forward. He really only has a few seconds to start running towards the door of the plane. Watch him as he opens the cabin door and jumps in. He pulls the door back up very quickly. Seattle ground, uh, horizon guy, um, about to take off. It's going to be crazy. That guy ruled, Travis. Uh, he wanted to fly a plane. He didn't want to rent one. He didn't want to buy one. He had a uh, full fucking passenger plane, Travis. He's out there doing barrel rolls. I don't remember. <laughs> he had a fucking straight Boeing 747. He had a big-ass plane. And he was out there just fucking around having a good old time. He didn't threaten yeah, to blow was, up Walmart. I think it was more. It wasn't a 747. I think it was more like small, like, commuter jet, right? I mean, it was a pretty good one. But still, I don't like, think it was like a big old fat one. But like a Delta, no, it, I, I think it didn't have like a, a middle row of seats, right? It was like just the seats were just on the and then one aisle right up the middle. And Travis, I uh, I get targeted ads, and I, well, I guess we all. they they think I have a cat, but I don't have a cat. And I, I got this one for kitty litter the other day, and I pulled it because I wanted you to hear it and uh, see what you think. Uh, there's a special new kitty litter out there on the market. Um, and it caught my eye because like the kitty litter was like turning like like they look like little Cheetos. They turned, oh, I'm like, a, I think I'm aware of this kitty litter. Okay, I know no one asked, but it's too good not to share. My litter setup is incredible. I use Pretty Litter and I love how there's no mess. Seriously, just look how clean this is. There's no dust coating the area around my litter box. And because it's made from silica gel-based crystals. That's the stuff they put in shoes that say do not eat. Yep. I was going to say, isn't the stuff they put in the beef jerky that says do not eat too? Yeah, I like to keep stuff fresh. That's right. You can't, you can't have your, your cats fucking around in that, right? What if they get yeah. it in their paws and then lick their paws? They'll die. You're going to poison your cat. Eat cats don't eat kitty litter, do they? they? They get it in their paws, though. They step in it. But they don't eat the kitty litter. But then they eat it, and it says do not eat. It goes in your shoes. They'll, they'll, lick, it off, they'll lick it off their paws, but they're not, like, consuming it. You think they'll be okay? Yeah, they'll be fine. Plus, I believe this kitty litter, uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything. And because it's made from silica gel-based crystals, it does Travis, you can't eat silica gel-based crystals! They put it's them in shoes. In, though, not for dining. Travis, they get it, they get it in their feetses. Why are I you mean, worried about these cats for anyway? Well, I don't want the cats to die. <coughs> Alright, on with the commercial. And because it's made from silica gel-based crystals, it doesn't smell. Like what? Game changer. I never have to smell my cat's dirty business again because it just absorbs the odor. <laughs> Me and my cat are obsessed with pretty litter. Tenantown, recommend. Isn't that, that the same kitty litter they recommend because they could see the different colors of the urine? Yeah, to see urine. if they got like, urinary tract infections uh. and shit. The, um, first of all, uh, being so excited about kitty litter is crazy. Second of all, to say that you and your cat are obsessed with pretty litter is pretty presumptuous on the pet owner, on the pet owner's part, because the cat's going to shit in whatever you put in the litter box. It doesn't <laughs> give a fuck what's in there. And second of all, if you're a human being obsessed with a type of kitty litter, 
You have a mental deficiency. Travis, I had a cat for a brief period of time, and it sucked, and it smelled terrible all the time. And I don't know why people would have cats because it just makes your hat your cat your house smell bad. Oh, no, I loved my cat, and she did not smell. Uh, my two fucking dogs, on the other hand, smell the entire fucking place up like nonstop. So, how long does it take a cat to learn how to use a litter box? Like, not long. Like a week, a days. Like it, no time at all. Just be like, hey man, this is where you shit. And like, okay. Yeah. So, did your cat ever go outside besides the time it got lost? Besides when it left and then died? No. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. No. My dog, he shits every time he goes outside. He he has an endless amount of shit. I have no idea. I've never seen a dog shit. Like, Lily will shit like once, twice a day. Zero shits 30 times a day. What do you Zero will bucket? shit constantly. What are you feeding it? I Dog food. Travis. Well, yeah. You on that period of water? You, like, like you, you, you know when... Are you, when that, are you buying that Sam's Club brand dog food? Because that could be the problem. When a dog yeah, yeah. marks their territory like by peeing a little bit in places, he does that with shit. He just shits everywhere. He just drops like a little shit and then walks a little further and then shits again. You still got a bunch of abandoned houses in your neighborhood? Oh, not really. No, 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 yeah, no, no. It, no. Travis, the, the real estate market, it's big time right now. You should, uh, well, it's actually dropping pretty hard, but uh, if you have abandoned houses in your neighborhood still, you should, uh, or vacant houses, you should train that dog to shit in, in their yards. Right. Yeah, but then they'll, they'll put me on next door. That's, not, that's not my greatest fear, living in it. it I mean, if, to be on obviously, next door. if somebody's living in it, don't do that, but, you know, yeah. nobody's living in it. Uh, the, a lot of times when they have those big old away dumpsters. I was across the street from me, that dude's grass is up to my hips. You should let them go fucking shit in that yard. They'll yeah. never fucking know. A branch fell out of my tree and blew across the street over in that guy's yard, and it was out there for like three months. And he just, he was fine with it being there. He was just like, eh, there's a tree branch here. Who gives a fuck? Mm. Hmm. Lily thought it was a monster, though. I had to take her out and show it to her. She still didn't believe me. She went right back inside and started. She would like look across the street and see the tree branch and thought it was something coming for her. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck is that? That wasn't there before. And Mm. she lets us know about it, Travis. She lets us know. Mm. I, I do want to play a game after uh, after we talk to Melissa tonight, Travis. I, I have a game in store, and I think that you guys are going to like it. Is it up my alley? Yeah. And I also wanted to share with you guys. Um, Is it America's Next Greatest Game? Oh, yeah. It's a game show. It has a, it has a theme music and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can't have a game show without uh, without theme song. Travis, have you... Uh, have you heard the name of the new Fast and the Furious movie? They announced it. Fast and Furious in space. Fast ten. Fast ten. Your seatbelts. For real? No, it is not. No, but wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> no. How long you? Uh, how long since you came up with that? That you've been waiting to like say it. that on the air? I liked it. I thought it was. It's been like. Two Quite years, a few days. Yeah. You've just been holding on to it. I thought it was cute. You don't think it's cute? <laughs> Were you at work one day and you're like, ha, wouldn't this be funny? And I, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody till we record next. <laughs> uh, no, I tweeted it, but nobody pays attention to that. I can, I can use it again, Travis. <laughs> Fast 10 your seatbelts, right? Uh, uh, people in one of my uh, group chats, or, or every time a celebrity dies, they're uh, 
on this whole thing about, oh, did we have them in our uh, Celebrity Death League? You know, there's a whole bunch of those. I see them all the time, the Celebrity Death Leagues. We were was the, who started this? Was that Stanhope? I think Stanhope Stan has one, yeah. I think um, he was like the first one to really make that like a big thing. And then a, all a bunch of other edgelords decided that they'll do a uh, death league too. Yeah. There was, there was a, a radio foobar podcast that did one <laughs> and uh, they sent us an email every year trying to get us to join it. Wouldn't you I think they still do actually. We, they, we should do like a, you just pick names out of a phone book, right? Like local names out of a phone book, <laughs> people who sound old, and then you just got to check the obituaries all Anybody the time. Anybody named Lorraine or Dolores or Right, or like Maud. or any of that kind yeah. of but stuff. But then the onus would be on us to like find somebody named Maud who died. Well, you'd have to find the obituary. You'd have to find the actual person in the phone book and then like keep your eyes on the newspaper. Could we, I mean, the, the, the famous people dying is played out. Like there's a million of those. We, we just need like regular old Bernie and Mary, you know, that's I, who we need in ours. I was thinking of a play on it that would put it back on like being sad when somebody dies. Putting like a Ted Lasso spin on the celebrity death pool. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to put it back where it should be, Travis. And I thought that maybe like we could have a celebrity life pool where each week me, you and drunk, picked somebody that we were rooting to live and like if if you root for somebody to live who's elderly then you get more points because they're old each week we just add a name to our list and then if somebody on our list dies then then we're eliminated oh so we add somebody yeah i I like that we're rooting for like like a list of people to live long and prosper yeah, sure. So, well, in in that regard, I like you'd pick like uh, Patrick Stewart, right? Sure. Well, yeah. you, know, you know, my number one draft pick. No, I would just probably Travis. I think my strategy would just be to like pick young people every week, and then they'll probably not die. Yeah, maybe. Isn't that cheating though? No, I mean it's a strategy. You get more points for taking Patrick Stewart, but I could last longer. Well, you know who no. my number one pick is? Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach. That's the celebrity so that, death that affected you the most. Yeah. In that regard, then, the the ideal play would be to only pick young people until somebody is eliminated and it's down to, like, you and another person. And then you start picking old people. Well, so I so guess like, there would have to be a time limit, Travis. It would have to be, like, uh, at a X amount of time, you know, it's over. Or do we just right. go until everybody's eliminated? You go, you eliminate it. I think you do X amount of time. And if you have more old people, like the ages are the points. So if you have like a bunch of 70 year old people, when the time limit is up, that's going to add up to more points for you. And then you win as long as you didn't get eliminated before the end of the game. Maybe it should just be yearly like the other celebrity death pools. And then, like you, every week, we're adding a name to the list. Young people die all the time. Yeah, I say well, that's this, the though. fucking Let, risk, drunk. You put it. You put it like this. So say, all right, uh, we're doing the celebrity life pool. We're going to do it for six months. Okay. Just say six months. So if you want to live on the edge, every week you just add another old person. Right. While while you know you Mike just says like Sadie Sink and fucking, you know, all those other stranger <laughs> things, kids. But if one um, of your people dies, Travis, you're out. 
you're out. But if you can make it that six months with Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, Stacey Keach, uh, Danny DeVito, if, if you can keep rolling and adding those people every week and you end up at the end of that six months and none of them die, you are the grand champion. Which I was in the chat, Shannon says that uh, she wants LeVar Burton to live. Uh, yeah, I, I want everybody to live. So what do you yeah, mean? But I mean, LeVar Burton, Shannon, I'm sorry, is eventually going to die. And we'll all be sad the way we should be. We should not be happy when celebrities die, Travis. We should mourn. But what do you win? What do we win? That's a good question. What do we win? Uh, Bragging rights, Travis? I ain't doing it unless we win something. There has to be a a, a stipulation there. There has to be like a... uh, Should there be a punishment for the loser? Or should there be victory? Should it be something that is celebrated? The loser has to volunteer at an old folks' home for two weeks. Oh, Ooh, I'm not playing this game. Yeah, they smell weird. <laughs> I don't know about that, Travis. Well, it's a celebration of life, and you're trying to help people, you know, on their way out as well. No, it's a it's a great it's a great punishment. But don't you think you would feel fulfillment? From, from making those elderly people feel better? You know, the people whose grandsons and granddaughters forgot they existed and all they have is that broad two doors down they don't even really like them because they steal their pudding. Is that, that, your, you like, is that your person this Andrew, week, Travis? All, the guy all from those two people doors down? and all those old folks and all they do is fuck all day long. The people at the nursing homes? Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. They fuck all the time? Yeah. Where did you hear this? All over the place. No, they're old. They like play shuffleboard and bingo. And they I've fuck. Heard I've heard that too. That they fuck? They're, they're old people that don't have nobody. Of course they fuck. Just they all get together and have... It's a big old fucking... No, that's not true. Yep. And then they get all, they all, get, all get bent out of shape because... You know, Bernice grabbed, you know, old Frank from, you yeah. know, whatever, Dolores, you know, you whatever. You guys are so just making things up to us. We're upset. not making things up. I pump them full of Viagra and grab a big jar of KY jelly and they yeah. go to town. They just turn off the lights and all just like roll around together. Hey, they might keep the lights on. What do they give a shit? They're old. They, it just, it doesn't matter. It's just like yeah. a sea of humanity. Yep. Just find me a hole. Yep. See you at Pinochle tomorrow. Betty, just one big sucking tug. You're not gonna stay the night? No, of course not. I got. It's even better if they leave their teeth out. (laughs) Uh, So, I I think when we do picks of the week, Travis, be thinking about it. We're gonna add a name to our lists. All right, our our celebrity life list. This should be started like at the beginning of a year or something. We can't just start this today. Why not? Yeah, we start it and we take it to we take it to New Year's. The real okay. the real problem drunk will be remembering to do it next week. I was about to say you better, you better write this shit down. <laughs> and every week thereafter. <laughs> right. Before picks of the week, we're gonna add a name to the list. And and we'll do it through the end of the year. And, and you know what we'll do, Travis? We'll we'll let the people decide like what you should win or lose. I, I need yeah, suggestions. This should, we'll go, kind of like inter, we should have like an interactive uh, 
interactive portion of this game too. Like uh, maybe people can hitch their wagon to uh, one of us uh, and and our and our uh, uh, hitch our wagons, picks, our 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 stable of uh, celebrities, and then uh, maybe they win something. Um, uh, it would make it like a DraftKings kind of deal. Oh, like like we could be like fantasy people that people select. Right. You know, so like, we're picking things, but then they can pick us based on the things we pick and they could suggest good people for us because they have a vested interest in it right but they would like we'd have to put like a timetable in there because we don't want old johnny come lately jumping in in december and be like oh i like mike's list you know what i mean (laughs) oh so you say there needs to be like a time limit on it yeah like like, get in while you can get in yeah get yeah the you, you can't hitch your wagon to us beyond like i don't know what like First, second week in October. Okay, so we'll give them a couple preview weeks to make their final decision if they like the cut of our jib. Right, because they're going to see our strategies. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going old. You're going, going old? old You're going for points. I'm going for points. you got a couple of months. See, next year, if we keep it up, next then year to, we'll get crazy. You have to really kind of make a little bit better strategy. Right? Travis, you can't it, pick. Alan Arkin. In the chat, Daka Peppa is saying he wants to hitch his wagon to you. Because you're going old. You're going for the points. Going for the points. But, man, you get point. one old. That and you're not, done. You're done. Hey, I live on the edge. It's yeah. something you should know about me. Yeah. Hey, you uh, you go all in. Drunk, drunk right. what, what, you go middle of the road, right? Maybe you go middle of the road and I'll go young, and we'll just see what the best strategy is. It's like a test case. Man, I thought Pepper was a drunk guy. No, it's not Pepper. Oh. It's Daka Peppa. Who's this? <laughs> I don't know. I bet it's Pepper. <laughs> you think I know everybody who listens to the show? Oh, yeah, that's your, that is your job. There's people that listen to it, drunk, that I don't know. Daka Peppa's listening, and he wants to hitch his wagon to Travis. That's good. WFOG. As you know, the good news is in August, the economy created 315,000 jobs, which is important. We have created nearly 10,000 million jobs since President Biden took office, uh, which is the fastest job growth in history. So you're asking me, where's the success? Here it is. Wait, let me finish. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me. Donate cash, empty the banks. Take I did that stickers off all the gas tanks. Cause they made 10,000 million jobs. So if you see Joe Biden, say thanks. I guess I woke up this morning with a little case of the fuck arounds. Today, I'm doing something I have never done before. I'm going to this woman's prison in upstate New York to talk with a woman who confessed to hiring a hitman to kill her daughter's former boyfriend. What made her do it? And what is life like now for her and her family? Today, I'm going behind bars. And now. Another wheelbarrow full of dicks phone scam with the king of pranks, Travis Holt. Hi there. Um, I wanted to come down for lunch with my adult son. 
um, and he was mentioning the fact that it was October. I was just wondering if you had that black hamburger back this year. The who hamburger? The black one with the black bun. Uh, no, no, not yet. No, I don't think we got them yet. I know they're going to be doing some. Oh, it is coming back, though? Uh, I know they got some new sandwich coming. Let me see. They got, uh, well, I can tell you which one. They got uh, Homestown, Cheeseburger coming back, and they got uh, the Bacon King coming back. Ooh, I like that one. Double meat, man, I don't know, man. It's, hey, there's something that think this should be starting next week. Oh, great. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I'll probably see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. Yes, yes, sir. Hey, Google, what's the song? Once again, WFOD, wheelbarrow full of dicks. Tonight is a. This is the wrong one. <laughs> That's for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you see, if I had had a break to prepare, break, Dick, I would. Yeah, have not, not not guys, welcome back. Our guest tonight is an author who has chronicled her journey in a new book called "Bitter or Better: The Melissa Sonfeld Story." It's available now on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Uh, Melissa Schoenfeld is on the program. Good evening. <laughs> 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 Thank you for the great introduction. Anyway, so this uh, the, this story is pretty wild, Melissa. You, yes. uh, I, I get, I, I, I didn't want to spoil it and, and uh, give people any of the deets because I, I want to hear the whole story. Uh, okay. So you hired a hitman <laughs> that you. Uh, did you did you find the guy on Craigslist or <laughs> no no um my daughter had moved home with her three-month-old baby baby's biological father would do things like put his fist to a five-day-old stomach and say quit crying or I'll punch you in the belly it only got worse from there so of course we said you can move home um she was terrified of him and I think they were there a little under two years. Uh, at, at, your, another... at your place? Yeah. They moved back home to New York. She was living in Florida. So the, the guy home. was with you guys or? No. 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 Okay. She left him on Thanksgiving of 2012. 
while he wasn't home. He was uh, visiting other relatives, and he uh, he was a couple of thousand miles, well, a couple of hundred miles away. And um, her father, my daughter's father, went down to Florida to get her, um, the baby, their two dogs, and to pack up the house and get them moved back up to New York. So it was just under two years when uh, my daughter became good friends with the mother of his other three children. And they were looking in his Facebook account and saw that he was going to bring a woman from Peru, uh, where he is from, into Miami, and he was going to marry her. And she wrote, um, I can't wait to raise all four of those children, especially that baby. So they're going to so, gonna kidnap the kid? Is that... That's what it sounded like. Okay. To, to, yeah. Jeez. So my uh, then husband comes into the bedroom where I'm reading and he said, this has to end. And who did I know? And I really didn't know anybody. Um, but after some thought, I realized that I probably did. So I called and asked this one guy for help. I did not want anybody, anybody killed. What I wanted was somebody to... Um, Scare the crap out of him? Pretty much, Put yeah. the fear of God in him a bit? Yes. And this way he couldn't hurt any of the children or any other women. So um, the uh, guy I called said, you know, I, you know you're on the phone. I, I can't help you. And then uh, texted me and told me, give me some time. I'm working on it. And about three weeks later, I got a phone call from a guy named Jay. And I really thought he was trying to make an appointment to uh, see me. I was a, a psychotherapist and I would take, you know, I would field my own phone calls. And it wasn't, he asked me if I could come up, uh, if I could meet him in 15 minutes. I said, I can't, you know, I'm an hour and a half from home. It didn't occur to me that he didn't know my car, but knew where to meet me and what to look for. So, but I so this meet- guy, this guy that called you, you thought that he was making a psychotherapy appointment, but then you kind of put together that maybe he wasn't your friend exactly. in low places. Can we pause right there real quick? Um, sure. I just like, I would like to like go back. Um, yeah. So were you always close with your daughter? Were you estranged from her? Did she leave the house and just move down to Florida, go to school or just to make a life for herself? You were always in New York. I just kind of want a little bit of the backstory before we get she, too much. Well, further. I was, I was raised in New Jersey. Uh, when I got married, my husband went in the military Um, So we had lived in Kentucky, where my daughter was born, uh, Texas, Germany, where my son was born. And then we wound up over in Fort Drum, by Fort Drum, New York, which we thought would be perfect because it was five hours from home. So it wasn't too close. She and I were always, actually, both my kids and I were always fairly close. So So you you were a military family. So your kids were instilled with kind of the the nomad kind of bug in the first place, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when she graduated college, uh, actually, she graduated with her master's degree. She had gotten a job in Florida. She was down there, what, for almost seven years before she moved home with the baby. Sure, sure. Yeah. So just by happenstance, she she met somebody who she, she thought was a decent guy, and it turns out he was not a good person. Well, she met him through a, a friend of, uh, a mutual friend of theirs, and... Um, he was going through a hard time. Uh, his children were with his ex, and he felt he was being denied the children. But clearly, we weren't being told the whole story either. 
So we yeah. fast forward to to back to where back to where we were with uh, with the gentleman who was trying to get you to meet. So I went up meeting him at the mall, and he had me. Uh, he came right up to my car. He had me move my car because he was concerned with the security cameras because <laughs> uh, the security truck was driving around. I didn't know. Obviously, I didn't know I was being filmed, and also the audio was on. And I even asked this guy if he was wired, you know, if he was a police officer, and he laughed at me. Oh, no, that's and, that's a rule. If you ask them, they have to tell you, right, Drunk? No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> no, I heard that's that, a, Travis. That's, that's, a, a, that's a rule. That's a movie urban legend. Yeah, exactly. No, that's entrapment, <laughs> Travis. You, if you, if you ask them, years ago. they have yeah. to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> So I explained the situation and I told him I, I just wanted him, you know, scared. I wanted him hurt so that he couldn't hurt any other women or children. And the comment back was, I don't leave witnesses. Oh. So I'm thinking I'm a witness. I'm going to die and I'm not going to die by myself. If I've got to die, this guy's going down with me, meaning the baby's father. So um, we had agreed on on a price uh, that he was doing me this big favor. And oh, you got I, the, the discounted rate. Uh, yes. The discounted rate, the, the friends and family rate. <laughs> and uh, it's good it, for 20% um, at least. I know it just wound up being something larger than life. It was never supposed to go that way. Um, the only people I thought who knew was this guy, my then husband and my dad, and obviously me, and um, clearly that wasn't the case. So two weeks later, maybe three weeks, oh, about two weeks later, um, I went up meeting him again. Um, actually, it was Halloween morning. And I was on my way to visit a friend. Uh, we would shop and we would meet in Rochester. So he wanted me to meet them at nine. I couldn't do nine. I said, could you, could we do it at seven? He said, sure. And we went to the infamous Walmart parking lot <laughs> and, uh, I, he came to my car. He found my car again and showed me an, a, um, an envelope that had a picture of a bodega that apparently he frequented. I, I didn't know. Um, he the, told me that the, the, the baby daddy frequented. Yeah. Oh, yes. so he he had done reconnaissance. Yes. And oh, then okay. he told me um, that the address I had for him was not the correct address, but that he had the correct address now. And I went, well, this is what he gave the court. So we never had the correct address either. And uh, he was going to go down later in the week. And did I want to see a picture of the body? <laughs> Jesus. And I looked and said, I hadn't really thought about that. He said, well, there's an app called Snapchat, 10 seconds and it disappears. Now, I have a very bizarre, perhaps sarcastic sense of humor. And clearly this comment wasn't funny in hindsight, but I asked him, what are you going to do with the body? And once I said body, that's it, I'm done. And he <laughs> looked at me and said, what do you mean? And I oh, said, so that, oh, that's Florida. Throw them to the gators. That's you <laughs> making the presumption, okay, there's dead people and I'm telling you to go do it. I guess that's that's the smoking I don't know gun, what I, I guess. I, you know, I honestly don't. I was out of my mind, not sleeping, worrying about the safety of my daughter, sure. my grandson, yeah. my family. Um, and then also leading this this second life of being, you know, the only person I could talk to about it were the the other people who, who knew what was happening. 
but it was uh, it, it was beyond anything imaginable. So um, Jay looked at me and said, are you sure you want to do this? And I gave him the money and I also made another stupid comment and said, I, I wiped it down. So here, you know, you take it. And, um, you wiped down the money. I wiped down the money. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't want my dad's fingerprints on it. And I didn't want mine on it. So I, I actually took something, wiped it down and I just handed him the envelope and he left my car and I watched the car that he went into and I decided I can't do this. I mean, who am I? So I stopped, came to a stop right behind his car and I saw his car light go on. You know, he shut the door and I thought, it's already in motion. I am a witness. I'm going to die anyway. I won't know when, but I'm going to die. So and this is all I, happening at Walmart. Yeah. Good old Walmart. Um, I left the Walmart parking lot and I made a left onto uh, Arsenal street, which is the main street there. And three police car lights went on and I'm thinking I didn't run a red light and they managed to get me to go into a hotel parking lot. And I, um, you know, I opened the window and I asked the female officer, what, what's the problem? And she looked at me and said, we believe a crime was about to be committed. It went, seriously, oh. it seriously didn't occur to you after having that meeting yeah. in the Walmart parking lot that that's no. why they were pulling you over. No, I'm telling you, I was out Travis. Of my, nobody sure. asked yep. the guy if he was a cop, and he said no. I yeah. am the dumbest criminal you could ever <laughs> encounter. Well, I think we all, you know, normal, normal, normal human beings who live normal lives who get caught up in situations like that probably would be making the same mistakes, right? Like, <laughs> just well, the whole thing was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, of course, of desperation. course. It was right through desperation. The police um, did not take this especially seriously prior to this event. Um, we were always calling and, and, you know, trying to get their help, make him stop doing these things. And they'd make a phone call to him and they go, oh, come on, you know, you can change your social media. You can change your phone number. You can change your email. It's like, how much are we supposed to change? Um, so it was the onus of any change was on us. And I think you reach a point where when you poke somebody enough times, the unthinkable, the, um, that that heinous side it just it comes out and that's exactly what what happened here right? well when you figure that you're out of options all of a sudden yeah. you are in survival mode at that point i think we i was beyond survival mode that i just kept thinking this little boy what was going to happen to him and what was going to happen to my daughter right. and i um kidnapping was just unfathomable as well as he's not getting this child uh, we had gone to court for custody, and the um, the judge actually gave him four supervised visits over two years, and then he'd be allowed to have the baby by himself for a week. Oh, no, 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 no. Knowing how abusive he was to his other children, for this to happen to my grandson, I, I just, it was unthinkable. Right. Like I said, it was the perfect set of storms hitting us that... Um, you just you walk around with blinders on. You can't see any other options. Through you've said several times that your your husband was aware of everything that was going on. What? Well, what what I'd like to say is, one, he's not my husband anymore. We've yeah, been divorced for you know, five I, years. I saw that. Yes, um, and he's still the father of my children. Yeah. So I would prefer. Um, 
you can read between the lines. Yeah, yeah. Then whatever you need. No, understood. To, but, so, so right. I mean, he was he. Nothing happened to him, right? No, the police didn't even question him. Yeah, the the DA was about to retire, and I truly believe I was the feather in her cap that she got somebody who. The worst thing I'd ever done was a speeding ticket. He, yeah, he nailed a grandma. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, wow. exactly. Well, it was a woman, but yes. Um, <laughs> and I think if if she and the um, assistant uh, DA would have had their way, I would have been serving a life sentence. The judge is the one who saved me on that one. You were sentenced to five years, right? Correct. Uh, five years uh, would be the prison sentence with five years post. Um both of which I was told was a gift, but believe me, it didn't feel like a gift. <laughs> well, no. So I, um, it, what does five years post mean? That means is it uh, probation. Parole. Oh. Five years parole. So actually my parole ended in under three years. Um, you know, between just being, just being good, you know, not doing anything I'm not supposed to, which right. honestly I never have, but also, uh, they're trying to get people off of, um, parole sooner with everything that was going on, I believe with COVID and just being short staffed. So I actually, that was to my advantage prison. I actually served three years, nine months and 14 days. So I had my good time. Plus I worked two years as a uh, inmate program assistant in the school building. And that gave me another six months off. So I got out that much sooner. So that's like a, what a work to, what do you do with Um, that? You, you're given two choices. You can either take 24 college credits, which they wouldn't let me do because I had a master's degree, or you work two years, um, and it's called an IPA, an inmate program assistant. There's several different jobs you can have. So they had me work in the school building in a uh, pre-high school program. So it was basically a GED program, but it was the pre-GED program. Huh. And so the the book it's called Bitter or Better. I guess is this kind of discussing, you know, how you chose to like a. Uh, yeah. What is what does this encapsulate? Does it does it does it does it touch on uh, your life previous to this situation? There's a, there's a little bit about that. I, I've had a fair amount of trauma in my life. Um, you know, I dealt with a mother who was a drug addict and an alcoholic. Uh, my parents did not divorce. They did stay together. Um, I had, I still have an adopted brother who was just um, an undiagnosed savant at the time. They just did not have the ability to um, to label him or get him services. And then um, I had gone through uh, rape as a teenager, um, an illegal abortion. So, I mean, there were a lot of things that... Um, that put me on alert in the way of taking care of other people, keeping other people safe. Um, and it's a good thing. And it's also a bad thing because I, I take that. Well, I took that fairly seriously. The name of the book came from making a choice. I went into prison very bitter. I didn't believe I belonged there, that if the police would have helped me, I never would have gotten there. And that was the wrong attitude. I still, what happened was wrong. Um, I did the wrong thing for the right reason. Uh, I was protecting my family, but it, it got more, more involved than that. 
uh, the first year I was in, um, well, the first nine weeks I was in Bedford Hills, which is the maximum women's facility in New York. There's only three women's state prisons. So it's, uh, they put you in maximum security for a nonviolent crime. Just for the first nine weeks, because that's where you're classified. It's called uh, reception. Mm. Only that's I've never been to a reception quite like that one. <laughs> I've been to usually involves some kind of nice looking finger food, pretty dresses, maybe an open bar. Exactly. <laughs> this was far from that. Um, and uh, in the nine weeks I was there, I was assaulted. I um, I had three teeth knocked out. My my nose, part of my nose collapsed. I wound up with a quite a contusion on my forehead. And then I was transferred to the minimum medium, which is directly across the street from Bedford Hills, which is Taconic. And that's where I spent the rest of my bid. And the beauty of Taconic, aside from being a minimum medium, everyone gets their own room slash cell. And it's not a cell with bars. It's an actual door, which is the little window, like what you had probably in school. So it's, um, if you have to be in prison, I suppose it's the better way to do it. It's still prison. It's still restrictive. It's still abusive. It does not rehabilitate anybody. Uh, I was in there six months when my husband came to tell me he's divorcing me in case he meets someone he likes. He doesn't want to look over his shoulder. So I did nothing to do with my crime whatsoever. But I was devastated. I pleaded with him, don't don't make me vulnerable like this in here. And I started to find myself again. Um, through journaling each day, I sent the letters home. I started illustrating. Um, you sent the I'm letters. Sorry, that's that's some top-notch shit right there, a stand-up character, to be like, I'm going to divorce you just in case I meet somebody I like. That's... Well, trust me, it was, it was devastating. I was married 37 years at the time of the divorce. <clears throat> And um, I begged him, don't do this till I'm out. And he refused to to comply. Um, it, it was rough. I am grateful to the women who were housed with me in Taconic because they didn't let me stay on the floor crying. They would pull me out of my room. Um, they, they made sure I was okay. And these are people, most of them, who I never would have had the opportunity to meet any other way. And some of them were in there for some really heinous stuff but we all wore the same shade of green in there so that kind of equals the playing field it doesn't matter what you did we're all there together do you guys you guys keep up do you uh have have like lifelong friends you've made from there i wouldn't well there's two women who i still uh interact with the rest i've kind of let let go when i first got out of prison we were not allowed to talk to each other Uh, they hadn't changed the rules yet. Now, if you're on parole and someone else is on parole, as long as you're all doing the legal thing, you can converse. But that's a, that's a rule that I wasn't familiar with. You were not supposed to be in contact with other parolees. Oh, right. And then in June, I want to say it was June of 2020 was when it changed. It might've been a little before then. And my bone of contention with that was if you're a soldier in a war, you can't come home and speak to just anyone else because you don't have right. that shared experience. The shared experience. Right. And those emotions and that language. And it was the same thing with prison. So you took away my very support system. Right. And when you first get out, you're so self-conscious that people are looking at you because they must know, right? And you think you're being judged. And then 
it takes a couple of months and you realize no one really, well, I shouldn't say no one, very few people really care, you know, that, that you, you know, whatever happened before. Right. But I was able to stay in contact with a couple of them and I let, I let some of them go. Um, but there were two people I did stay in contact with and yeah. both of them were, were money crimes. It wasn't a violent crime at all. Sure. Oh. Well, and without, without spoiling too much more of the book, because obviously we want people to, uh, go out and read this, uh, how is, how is your daughter and your grandson doing now? Is everything worked well, out? It, it's kind of funny how things work out. When I got out of prison, I, uh, moved in with my daughter and my grandson and my grandson was six at the time. And uh, he gave me his playroom as my bedroom. So here it is. I am 62 years old, and I am living in my grandson's playroom. <laughs> and there's no door. There's no privacy, but I'm grateful. So I was there two weeks, and I said, I can't do this. So I went to a realtor. I explained my situation, said I need to find a house that um, is in the same school district as my, my grandson. And this is what I want. And the first house that I looked at hadn't even hit the market yet. And I, I bought the house. And my daughter thought I was out of my mind. And then she started to come around and understand why it was important for me to, to be able to be on my own and buy a house. I, um, I think I was here uh, maybe four months or five months when there were a couple of things that happened in her house where I said to her, why don't you just move in with me? I <laughs> bedrooms and, and bring the dogs and the dogs loved coming here. Cause I have a little over five acres and, um, they moved in. So we've been a work in progress. There's times where mothers and daughters are at each other's throats, but per se, um, my daughter has become my friend, not just my daughter. So it's an interesting dynamic. My grandson uh, rolls his eyes because he calls us the hens, that he has these two <laughs> women in his life. And it's like, please, please, I need a guy around me. So it's, you know, it's kind of funny what, what goes on with it. But it's been, um, all in all, it's pretty good. Yeah. I think for her, it was difficult because she thought I blamed her. And I said, I, I don't blame you. I, I didn't do this, you know, because of you. I, you didn't make me do anything. I right. did this because it had to stop. But also, um, I don't think a mother's job is ever done. You're always protecting your kids. Of so, course. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Some a little different than others, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Travis, I, really I think that they need to bring that rule back about the, the asking <laughs> if you're a cop, though. Well. Because <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't seem fair. And the guy calling you on the phone... I think that's a bunch of crap too. Well, uh, you know yeah. the, the the problem with that, Mike, is you know I mean rewatch The Departed. If uh, Jack Nicholson asked uh, Leonardo DiCaprio if he was a cop, right, they would have just blasted him. You yeah. know what I mean? No, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I think it kind of blows up their case if everyone was to say, you know, oh, are you a cop? But he um, he laughed at me, and actually, when I told him the the story and the specifics of what was going on, I don't think he was that good of an actor. So I do believe he really did understand what my family was going what through. What you were going through. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. I yeah. do believe that. Yeah. Guys, the yeah. book, it's called uh, uh, Bitter or Better, the Melissa Schoenfeld story. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. Check it out. Uh, it's uh, 
Good read. Melissa, it was fun talking to you, man. Uh, Why, thank you. Um, Just to give an idea of the book, though, it is uh, my journals and some legal documents in it. And it's a little bit fractured because we had to pick a linear direction and not just throw in everything from every day. It would have looked like the Encyclopedia Britannica. (laughs) So I just, um, uh, I, I, my goal with this book is to help facilitate prison reform, but in a different way by telling the women's stories that I was housed with and to see that the, um, the judicial system needs to catch up with the psychological community, that it's not just about the crime you commit. It's what it took to get you there. Not all crimes are black and white that way. And I think it's really important to see what abuse women have endured. And, and I'm sure men have, too. But women was my goal. And that um, sometimes the women need a lot more help than just going to prison and sitting around. Yeah. And I think it's no surprise to know that our, uh, you know, secondary justice system is is quite broken with privatized prisons and all that, too. And I'm always very grateful when people are willing to share their stories uh, with everybody to to show you that it's you know, there there are things that we uh, should do to to fix this system. So uh, really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Yeah, that that's my goal, though. Yeah. Excellent. Guys, bitter or better, uh, get it on Amazon, get it on uh, Barnes & Noble. Is there somewhere else that we should send people? Uh, is there like a good... Uh, the publisher I know has it. You can order it, uh, whether you go to a bookstore or anywhere else. But um, there's a, apparently a couple of books with the same title. So you just need to put in either my name or by the inmate formerly known as 15G071. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks so much. We appreciate this. Thank you. Take care. Have a great night. You too. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. We need to check up on that because she might be wrong. No, she's not wrong. That's not a real thing. No, no, no. If she asked... It, the the guy calling her on the phone that's bullshit travis and she said that she you know realized that she did the, done the wrong thing i don't think she did i think they tricked her it's bullshit all of it i'm on her side but oh, she's I'm not on her side on her side yeah no that's bullshit you do who's this fucking me- narc that she calls for help and he's like oh i'm gonna get the fbi on her or some shit and fuck that guy too travis fuck all these people Mike, you got to do me a favor, though. What? Could you, for, for future reference, what? when we have a guest on, go ahead and turn the Skype camera towards you <laughs> so the guest doesn't have to see drunk sleeping in his <laughs> fucking chair. Travis, uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Dancing with the Stars, they uh, announced their new cast. They're, they're switching to a Disney Plus. I Disney think. Plus, yeah, exclusive. Uh, and, and so I thought it would be a fun time. See, now the fun thing about this game is, Travis, th- there's there's celebrities that are on Dancing with the Stars, and you should know their names, right? And, like, if there's a mass shooting, like, you should probably know who did the mass shooting, too, right? I prefer not to necessarily know their names all the time. The but I mean, shooters. like, you know, they're, they're infrequent enough, Travis, that like if somebody shoots a whole bunch of people, like we should probably, we know the, the Columbine guys' names, right? Nope. Yeah, that was early on. All these mass Another- shootings happened this year, Travis. So we're going to play a I, round I of... I don't uh, know any of the mass shooters' names. Dancing with the Stars contestant or mass shooter. We... Oh. 
So, Travis, I'm going to give you a name. This is a returning game, correct? This might be like the fourth time we've played this, Travis. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, did this person shoot a bunch of people, or is this person a, a celebrity who's going to be on the new season of Dancing with the Stars? No, uh, sorry. The, the, we've, we play so many games, so I'm not sure the format. Uh, do Drunk and I both guess? Do we take turns? How do we do this? I guess you both guess. Okay. Uh, Jesse James Decker. Trevor, uh, drunk is Jesse James Decker a uh, mass shooter or a Dancing with the Stars contestant? Celebrity. What do you think, Travis? Is Travis frozen? Or is he thinking? Travis. Is Me? It, is it a celeb- drunk? Is it a celebrity or is it a mass shooter? That's a uh, I'm gonna say shooter. Drunk, uh, Jesse James Decker uh, is a country music star. Now from the Ram Truck Stage with Should Have Known Better, Jesse James Decker. So I've been loving myself like you never loved me. Oh, Female so too, she, Travis. She, she killed us all with her shitty music. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, drunk. Everybody! Okay, I got another one for you guys. Uh, Trevor Donovan. Is Trevor Donovan a celebrity? Or is Trevor Donovan a mass shooter? Celebrity? Shooter. Guys, uh, Trevor Donovan, he was on the uh, reboot of 90210. Trevor Donovan... Is a celebrity. Good job, Travis. Everybody, salsa! So, I, I, are we doing negative points? Uh, are you guys both at zero now? Both I, don't at, both at I don't really love negative points. Okay, then you both have one point. One and one. Yeah. Kosei Sharifi. Is Kosei Sharifi a celebrity or a, a mass shooter? Shooter. Drunk says shooter. Celebrity. Well, Doug and Antoinette, four people dead at three different crime scenes with a woman accused of going on a murder spree before killing herself. The Essex County DA's office says they were called just before three o'clock yesterday afternoon for shots fired at this home on Rockaway Street, where they found a 66-year-old and 34-year-old man shot and killed. Then around 4.30, police were called to the nearby Stop and Shop, yeah, where they found a 31-year-old woman inside her car dead from a self-inflicted gunshot. Investigators later that? discovered a third man dead inside this van on Coche Street. Sharifi. Police say all the individuals are related to each yeah, other. Killed themselves. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. But, uh... Well, good. congratulations to Drunk. Yeah, good job, Drunk. Okay, guys, round four. Uh, Daniel Durant. Celebrity. Celebrity. Guys, uh, Daniel Durant, he was on a TV show called Switched at Birth on the uh, ABC Family Station. Switched at Birth on ABC Family. So you know what that means, Travis. 
two to one. Drunks winning, guys. Last round of a mass shooter or a Dancing with the Stars contestant. Uh, Robert Cremo. Shooter. Drunk says uh, celebrity. Uh, Travis, Robert Cremo was the guy that shot up all those people at the the parade at uh, Highland Park. New details about the alleged gunman charged in the deadly parade shooting in Illinois. Police confirming they received multiple calls from his home over the years, raising more questions about possible missed warning signs. 21-year-old Robert Cremo is being held without bail, charged with seven counts of murder, and more charges on the way. Yeah, sorry, Travis. Drunk's really good at this. Drunk, you win. Hell yeah. Good job, buddy. Really, in the end, we all lose, though, right? Yeah. Lose? Or win? All of us? Drunk, do you have a pick of the week? Something you want the people to know about? Stacy Keach. Is that your celebrity <laughs> life pool? Yeah, write it down. Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach, Travis, is a drunk's a celebrity life pool. Um, so I must admit, I haven't watched either yet. Been a busy man with work and all, but the season premieres of Archer and Rick and Morty have come out. Uh, so go catch them on Fox, FX, and Adult Swim. There's a new uh, Big Mouth coming too, isn't there? Yeah, that's come a couple weeks from now. Yeah. The uh, the season premiere of Rick and Morty was uh, had a lot of canon in it. Did it? Yeah, they they're back on the uh, timeline. Nice, good times. The second one, I'm not really sure. I got. I have to watch it again. It was very. What, what day is that show come out? I think it's on Sundays. Yeah. Um. Somebody's trying to call. Would you like me to patch that through? Sure. You don't recognize the phone number? Nope. Oh. Okay. I mean, hello, caller. Uh, caller, are you there? I. I. I call her. Hello, caller. How How are you? Hey, this is Shannon from Not Safe for Watercolors. How are you doing, oh, boys? Holy shit. Why do we not have Shannon in our uh, Rolodex so we know not to answer, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, boys? I'm good. Do you have somebody you want to put on your uh, celebrity life pool list? I do. And this is someone that I do not want to see die, but I feel like this person is probably going to die soon. Oh, no. He's coming in at 77 years old, 4 foot 10 inches tall. Can you guess? Is it Warwick Davis? No. Didn't he die already? Is it Danny DeVito? Yes. That's actually uh, my pick, uh, Mike. You put that right on my list. Oh, so Shannon's going to hitch her wagon to you, Travis. Apparently, because I wrote it. Here, look. I don't know if you can see it. I wrote it down before I even answered that. uh, I have it on a post-it. Fuck you, Travis P. Pants. (laughs) See that? I wrote it right there. Old Travis P. Pants. Okay, rock, paper, scissors. Always 
No, always, you're not a contestant. You can only hit your wagon. Oh, he's peeing his pants. Nobody's, writing down uh, Danny DeVito before Shannon could call. Nobody's invited to this game. This is a th- this is a three person <laughs> game, and you can play at home, but uh, you can't play here. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, goodbye, Shannon. Play. Shannon, who should I pick? No, wait. Give <laughs> more bullet points. I hadn't thought about it. I I just <laughs> came up with the concept. I hadn't really thought about who my person should be. Well, I was thinking of heartbreakers. Like members of Tom Petty's band? Tom Petty's dead. Like that movie with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sigourney Weaver? Ooh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. How old is she? So oh, she's probably in her. So Danny DeVito's 77, he's about you said? She's about my age. She's about, she's about 40. She's, she's got a lot of life to live. And then if she could still wear that blue tank top in... What movie was that? Like, can't hardly wait. You're saying that she she Where hasn't hit the wall yet. Phenomenal, yeah. Stacy Keach is 81. Okay, so uh, so he would put up more points than Danny DeVito. Yep. See, I I think I want to play it safe the first week because I got to deal with them the longest. Okay, so, so uh, I'll go. Uh, my pick of the week this week is. Danny DeVito wrote it down, uh, and also the book uh, You've Got Red on You, How Shaun of the Dead Was Brought to Life by Clark Collis is an exhausted, exhaustive retrospective uh, of the making of Shaun of the Dead as well as the beginnings of Simon Pegg's Nick Frost and Edgar Wright's career. It's actually pretty great. Uh, they actually followed it up pretty much right up until last night in Soho, which is uh, Edgar Wright's newest motion picture, which I highly recommend. Um, but yeah, this uh, this thing uh, is it, it covers everything that you could ever possibly want to know about Shaun of the Dead. One of my favorite movies. Love it. I actually watched that movie three times between starting that book and finishing that book. Uh, it's a really good, really, really good read. So uh, you've got red on you. Oh, and then can we close it out with bye, 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 Mike, do you have a pick of the week? Uh, Tom Brady is who I'm going to pick as my uh, celebrity life pool. Ooh, that is, uh, that could be, uh, Giselle might uh, end up stabbing him. Depending he's on what's he's going not going to die. Uh, and uh, he's old. 45 is not that old. He's like two years older than me. Three years older than me. Yeah. But I live a much more unhealthy lifestyle than him. You uh, might as well just pick me. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe in week one. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. You imagine if you picked me and I actually died before the end of the year. <laughs> Travis, <laughs> how fucked up that would be for like. <laughs> okay, so drunk, I pick Travis right, and Travis picks other people, and then like December thirty first, Travis dies. Does Travis win? Because like I lose because I pick Travis. No, it sounds like I win because Travis is dead and you pick Travis. Oh, yeah. I guess Drunk would win. I can't get a posthumous award like Heath Ledger for the Joker? Fuck no. We don't do that (laughs) shit around here. Travis, I watched a uh, a movie uh, yesterday. It was called Fall. Uh, It's two broads climb a big radio tower. Oh, God. That poster made me sick. Travis, so it's not a good movie. But it's great. You know what did I mean? You, did you watch it in 3D? 
No, no, I just watched it in regular uh, 2D. Did, it make um, did you you saw that in the motion picture house? No, no, it's out. It's out. Oh, okay. Travis, Jasper Cole, uh, past WFOD guest Jasper Cole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is in the movie for like three minutes. Okay. Funniest fucking scene in the history of film. Jasper? That whole thing, like th- that movie, whoever made that movie had to have just like been scrolling through Facebook and seeing all of those awful, awful, like, <laughs> selfie pictures that people take on the top of these awful buildings and was like, ooh, that gives me anxiety. Hey, this gives me an idea. <laughs> I was about to say, did it make your booty hole pucker up Should, should I or? just spoil it, Travis? Should I just tell you what happens? Or I, I, I shouldn't I tell you. Watch it, so. I shouldn't uh, tell I, you. I, don't tell me. I want to watch it. Okay, yeah. Jasper Cole's scene is amazing, Travis. It's my favorite thing that's happened in a really long time. Because I'm kind of, in a small way, rooting for both the girls just to die. Oh, so you're you're rooting for the height? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the villain of this movie is heights. Yeah, because like I see what they're doing, Travis, and I said they shouldn't be doing that. That's dumb. Yeah, yeah that's the same thing. I think every time I see somebody standing on one of those fucking spires, like in <laughs> India, like at the top of these giant skyscrapers, it's like if you die, I have no sympathy for Woo! you. Way to go, height! You know, <laughs> you did it. Height. You did it. Gravity, <laughs> fuckers. Shannon. Sh- Shannon. Yes, thank you. Do you have oh. a Do you have a pick of the week, Shannon? Yeah, I do have pick of the week. It's a very old one, and I know that I'm always late to the party for everything, as you guys know, but. 60 days in. I love. And then your guest today was very adjacent to this. I love seeing people go to jail and freaking hate it. Now. What? She compared it to war, which is. Mm, your your pick of the week is that. people going to jail and not liking jail. Is that what you said? Yeah. One hundred percent. Why? Why wouldn't it be? You're not supposed to like jail. Jail isn't fun. It shouldn't be. Right. I never heard anyone say like jail was like. 10 Actually, 10. Uh, John McAfee told us that he liked some jails. He really liked. Oh, the did Mexican you watch jail. that that McAfee doc on Netflix yet? No, I want to. He said that too. Mexican jail no, was great. He actually really? recommended you like go to Mexico and get thrown in jail like for a weekend just like as a vacation as like a fun yeah, thing no, to do. The, besides, besides that documentary that just came out there's a, a lot of conspiracy theories that said he is alive and well i you know what i wouldn't be surprised travis <laughs> that's one that they would never, not surprise they me. never showed his body <laughs> nope. him would, would elvis and osama bin laden they're just hanging out somewhere travis yeah he had all that uh, weird tax shit going on he's he was being uh accused of that murder thing it's like he was probably just like fuck it i'm gonna take my money and go home we have his, his that murder thing. we have his contact have... in skype travis maybe we could call him to see if he answers see if he answers yeah let's do that next week we'll do that next week travis I'll, that'd be great but we'll, we'll pre- I'll, I'll play the, the king like, of- hey let's call up this person for that murder thing i never want that attached and associated with my name but uh, Melissa was she was interesting and but Shannon, it was Shannon, just like it's it's Melissa. Yes. 
Melissa. Uh, her her mom wanted her to be named Melissa, and her dad wanted her to be named Lisa. So they settled on Melissa. Oh. Uh, 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 I'm Dill Dannon. Guys, we did it! Thanks, Shannon. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. And guys, guys, we'll, we'll be doing it again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. installment of WFOD. To enjoy our back catalog, visit WFODshow.com. Be sure to share the show with a friend. Thank you to our Patreon sponsors for their continued support. Uh, Bad Poet Society, The Rabbit Poundings, Valerie Carpenter, Brian Kranz, and our North Star, Liquid Lozenge. If you would like to donate to keep this pirate ship afloat, Visit patreon.com slash WFODicks. Follow us on social media. Email any of us with your, our name and uh, at WFODshow.com in the end. Or leave us a voicemail at 636-487-HAND.com. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hey, subscribe on YouTube and Twitch or Apple Podcasts or .com stitcher or wherever it is that you listen to it subscribe to it so that you get the newest episodes yeah thanks see you next week bye dot com Travis, how do you uh, how do you get a Zoom link? Did you how end, do you get a Zoom? Did you end the live stream already? Yeah. What are you saying? What the fuck is up with Shannon? I can't hear you. She is drunk. Is she drunk? Is Shannon? She, is Shannon drunk? Travis? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Thousand percent. <laughs> She didn't know it's over.